0: Welcome to the 4E Podcast. <laughs> this is Micah, and I'm here with uh, Russell. Hey, Micah. How are you? I'm good. All right. It's been quite a week. Yeah. We're fresh off, or I guess not quite fresh off, but uh, but just last weekend, uh, less than a week ago, we were at Fobab. Absolutely. So how great was that? Fobab! Fobab! Festival of Wood and Barrel aged beers. That's right. W is silent. Again, not silent. <laughs> I had this thought, it was a really stupid thought, but, like, I mean, please, by all means, share it. So, Phobab, you know, Festival of Wood and Barrel-Aged Beers. What if it was really a festival of wood and Barrel-Aged Beers? Like, there's just, like, a pile of lumber here, (laughs) maybe, you know, some, like, wood carvings. Well, there was wood burning. Yeah, I mean they're burning barrels yeah. in the outside in the beer garden, quote unquote. Yeah. What they referred to it as. <laughs> yeah. But like what if they were celebrating mm. wood just as in barrel aged beers. As yeah. like a thing. Because it's just like they're celebrating beer aged with in barrels or aged in wood mm. of some kind. Mm. Aged with wood in some kind is the idea. But like would you go to that a festival that is I mean, if it would, would have it would have beer in it too. Yes, but if it's the festival of wood first and then barrel aged beer second, it the wood would be the. Well, I guess it would the, just depend on what kind of beer they were serving. I guess. So. Well, it would be barrel aged beers. Well, then yes, then I would go. Okay. Because. Why not? All right, but would you, might you have go? to get some. Well, well I want to <laughs> feel out the crowd. <laughs> get some of those wood aficionados. What was the uh, actor from uh, Parks and Rec uh, who played the... Ron Swanson. Mm-hmm. Ron Swanson. What's his name? I forget. Nick Offerman. Yeah, he's a big into woodworking. Yeah. So he, he may be going. Though. There was like a whole episode where he like won for best chair that he made. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we would have ran into him. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been interesting. <laughs> that would have been awesome. He would, he would not have wanted to talk to us. No. At all. No. So, yeah. But it would have been a story to tell. I mean, Nick Offerman would probably be fine talking to us. Yeah. He seems like a personable guy. I, I would have been uh, too uh, scared to approach. From Chicago, I think. Chicago he? area. Is he? Uh, yeah. Fairly. Well, he should come. Certain. It turns out, like, somebody's going to, like, reply to us, like, uh, he was there. Yeah. <laughs> that, well, we missed him. We missed him. There's a lot of people there. <laughs> there was. Well, like, we're uh, kind of left the last podcast on a bit of a cliffhanger of whether or not we're going to get in or not. Oh yeah, that's true, we did. So we should... There was some... Clarify that we did get in. Yes. (laughs) As media members. As media members. uh, Yes. Totally credentialed. Hopefully, I did post some on my Insta story uh, from the festival, and then I had a post uh, earlier this week with just some, you know, some pics. So, uh, we got in, we were credentialed, as you said. was exciting it was really fun to walk around with a media pass that uh said the 40 podcast Mm -hmm. on it that's right so did you you still have yours oh of course yeah (laughs) I'm gonna keep that for a while yeah absolutely hopefully add to the collection yeah so it was a blast they treated us really well when we walked in greeted us and was like oh we're so glad you're here and you know make sure you uh, you know use the hashtags and whatever else and they were great they were really really nice and yeah. also one thing that came with the little pass is we were able to kind of skip some lines which was kind of nice yeah so, absolutely so. like came with some benefits yeah it was it was a great time you know the media members and brewers and you know there's a one-hour preview session mm-hmm. basically the VIP. VIP session um, so we got invited to that to go to that earlier session and it was kind of nice just to like ease in mm-hmm. um, and I mean you've just gone the one time to the main session I've been a few times one time I was even like me and my friends were like the first ones into the session mm-hmm. that's how crazy that we were that year yeah but you know it's it's a big rush there's a lot of going on commotion right at the beginning it was kind of nice to ease our way in and then watch that all unfold from a distance yes yeah so we'll get to that all that in a minute. Uh, I it's This is a beer podcast. Yeah, right? It is a beer podcast. Last I checked. So since this is a beer podcast, uh, we usually review beer, but mm-hmm. we're just going to sip and enjoy a beer inspired by Fobab. Yep. So the beer that we're going to open uh, during this little Fobab recap podcast is from Revolution Brewing here in Chicago, one of uh, our favorite breweries. Uh, definitely one of my. I don't want to speak for you. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's one of my favorite. Uh, so we're gonna drink VSOJ, very special old jacket. It's their barley wine. Their barrel-aged barley wine uh, is straight jacket, and this is very special old jacket. Uh, it's been aged uh, two to three years. So oh, sorry, two to four years Ooh. in bourbon barrels. Don't wanna miss that fourth year. Yeah. So just read the description real quick on the can. It says a celebration of malt, oak, and patience. Very special old in parentheses straight jacket is a cuvee of English barley wines to age between two and four years in our favorite bourbon barrels. Lusciously sweet and colossally complex. VSOJ is equal parts refinement and excess. Enjoy now or store cold. What's what's cuvee? It's blending, oh, basically. Okay. It's a kind of a fancy so, blend. It sounded very fancy. Yeah. In context, I would have guessed some sort of blending. Yeah. But it's just like... I don't know. It was always funny. Just a cuvee. Yeah. So we'll go ahead and drink. And what year is this from? Do you know? This is this year. Oh, this is this, this, this year. Yeah, in, uh, just over the summer in July, I believe. Okay. Uh, so I went to the release. That was one of my first big beer events that I've uh, attended... Um, you know, kind of in the nice COVID lull we had over the summer where mm-hmm. everything was open for a little oh, bit. Wasn't that No nice. masks. That was nice. Yeah. So it was a good, it was a very, very good time. Yeah. All right. So let's enjoy this, uh, VSOJ and talk a little bit more about Phobab. Yeah. Frost. Frost. so smooth. just perfect. <laughs> Absolutely perfect, this beer. Oh, yeah. Mm. Well, (laughs) as I'm drinking this, I'm thinking of all the things that we had at uh, Fobab. Yeah. Let's kind of lay out the venue. Oh, yeah. So it was at UIC Pavilion, the basketball arena on UIC's campus. And kind of on the main floor, they have most of the beers Mm -hmm. out there. But in, like, the concourse level, uh, when you first walked in... Uh, kind of where like the concession stands and in between the bathrooms, they had uh, they had uh, a lot of beers up there. So that was all, you know, the stouts, the barrel aged stouts without any adjuncts, so just barrel and, and beer mm-hmm. were kind of lined around that way. And then the, I think pretty much everything else was on the main floor. Yeah, of like the bat, like the playing floor. Yeah, the yeah, playing floor. And then there was the outside where uh, Goose Island had the. L train. Yes. They they're yeah, their they're that they were. pouring. In, they, were also they had a little booth inside. It wasn't pouring yeah. Goose Island was pouring a, a lot of their newer um Bourbon County lineup from this year and, and a few classics peppered in there as well. Um and then the the inside they had just a couple of beers that they were some of the recent variants that mm. maybe aren't as highly sought after. Yeah, you know, that I saw inside. But also outside there was a little kinda roped-off area with some burning... with some, you know, big metal barrels that they were burning barrels in. Yeah. And wood metal, barrels. Metal barrels burning wood barrels. Yeah, wood burning wood staves. And that was the quote-unquote beer garden. Yeah. So a little outdoor space if you... Kind of were getting a little too claustrophobic inside. I liked it. That's yeah, nice. And then also up in the Concourse level, they had the Phase 3 uh, Oasis, I believe mm-hmm. it was called. Yeah. They were Phase 3 brewing here in the uh, Chicago area up in Lake Zurich, I believe they're out of mm-hmm. uh, now. They had some lagers, there was a Pilsner, an IPA, like and some seltzer. seltzers. Mm-hmm yeah just if you wanted something a little different yeah something a little lighter to kind of break things up yeah so and that yeah. overlooked the main floor which was really nice yeah that was a you t- You took a few pictures or we both have taken a, f- a few pictures we posted some of them from up there so yeah they really it was a really nice little spot to just kind of sit and observe yeah so so it was great the layout was great i hope they can go back there in future Fobabs because I thought it was, it was perfect. And I, and I really liked it better than the UIC Forum from previous years that I've been to. So it was a nice, different atmosphere, but uh, yeah, it was great. Yeah, I preferred it. I mean, compared to the... I mean, I've done one in each location. Yeah. And I like this one much better. Well, now we'll talk about the beer. So we got in. Yeah, we got in. And we started drinking. Yes, we did. So do you remember what... The first thing we had. The first thing we had was. Oh no, uh, I don't remember. We're not gonna go beer by beer, for, no, just for our listeners in case not. they were curious. I couldn't if I wanted to. So, <laughs> I remember that the first beer we got it was uh, right as we walked in. It was like we just like, oh, let's just hit it right now. There's one right here. Um, yeah, it was a bottle logic. Yes, barrel aged stout. Yeah. So, Deprecophobia aged for two years, so Imperial Double mashed out, aged for two years in Heaven Hill bourbon barrels. Uh, very nice way to start off, no adjuncts, just beer and barrel. Really nice beer to start off our Fobab experience. Um, and then you mentioned there's a, a few that kicked pretty quickly that we were able to try. Do you remember what, what those hype ones were that went really fast? <laughs> I wish I remember the names. I was following you around. I was like, you knew which ones were going to tap fast. There was one from um, no I, no hold on half acre yes had uh, what was it called ah so so terrible um, shoot so half acre it was their extra double benthic twenty twenty one it was a nitro pour yes uh, so bourbon barrel aged stout infused with toasted coconut and coffee yeah. and again it was on a nitro pour and it it was really good I. I, is that the one that kind of tastes cinnamony? You did not like that one. Oh, no. That was a different one, then. Yeah. Yeah, no. I think I didn't like... It was too... Yes. Now Yeah, it had too much of the coconut mm-hmm. flavor up front. I didn't particularly like. But I don't like coconut. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that one kicked really quickly. The other one that uh, kicked was from Phase 3. We mentioned the sponsors of the Oasis area. It was their uh, Inoya Batch yes. 2 which is so it's a blend of imperial stouts asian whiskey casks with coconut and cinnamon yeah there's uh, more cinnamon than coconut yeah yeah i liked that one a lot it, it was kind of almost like very like not just cinnamon it was like a, like a cinnamon sugar almost yeah uh i liked that a lot and I'd, i i could barely pick any uh, up any notes of the of the coconut which was for me a good thing. Yeah, it was there's it may be not that great. It but. was there's like definitely a supporting flavor. The cinnamon was was really the star. It was it was really really good. It was good. But yeah, those were the first two that I saw kicked. And I knew the that phase 3 was going to go very very quickly. Mm-hmm. And they were also kind of like right at the corner to start, so like as people were flowing in from mm-hmm. outside, that was one of the first ones that they were going to hit, too. But I also had talked to somebody during that first session who said that he was just at the, you know, pouring spot, and they only had, like, uh, two pitchers left at that point or Mm -hmm. something like that where, you know, they were all the way down. I think they're supposed to have, like, two of so, like, the Sixtal smaller kegs. Mm -hmm. From that, they're down to, like, just a pitcher or two or something like that. So they didn't have a lot left to go around. I think we ended up going back up onto the concourse slightly after that and had uh, more, right? Yeah. Tried, and, and that was pretty good too. Yeah, yeah. more. There's the Phase 3, um, three, three Bare style with the minutiae. Is Called. So we kind of hit some yeah. of the hype breweries as we were making our way around, um, like you said, things that I thought was going to tap out. I had seen from the Friday session, um, like more There's tapped out pretty early. Phase 3 did as well. VSOJ, uh, which we're drinking, tapped out like about halfway through. So we knew like those were ones that we were going to want to try. We did get VSOJ. We did. Early as well, so... It was fun to be able to not, like, feel like we needed to rush around. Like, yeah. I wasn't really prepared the first time that, like, oh, we gotta, like, almost sprint to this one if we want to get it. Yeah. And, uh, like, I didn't get any of whatever that first one, I don't even remember what it was for. It was like, holy moly, it was just... Yeah. It was just crazy, but so it was nice to kind of, like you were saying earlier, just to kind of pace ourselves, take our time, not feel yeah. rushed. We still pounded through yes a lot in that first hour. We probably hit a dozen at least. Yeah, in that first I'd hour at least. It was yeah, it was great. You know, and there was a few that we didn't like. I mean, you said you didn't like that half acre one. There's a couple that I tried and I didn't really like, and I poured out. Mm-hmm. We still tried a lot and mm-hmm. had a had a good good experience there. So I met a lot of people from St. Louis because wearing I was wearing my St. Louis Browns hat. So a lot of a lot of people were like, oh, or I, or I approached them. Because I'd see them wearing, like, blues or cardinal yeah. stuff. And I'd be like, oh, hey. Well, it was kind of fun. Yeah. I think half the fun of phobabs, the two that I've now been to, is just running into people that you don't know and having random conversations. Yes, yeah. Or even maybe people you do know. So I ran into a few people that oh, I knew. Right. I, there's a guy that I used to work with that I ran into and, and caught up with him for a little while that told him about the podcast. So, Curtis, hopefully you're listening to this. <laughs> right. Hey, Curtis, shout out to you. I uh, saw the exit strategy. Friends, Catherine and Chris, the co-owners. That's right. Of Exit Strategy. I missed her and him. I missed them. Yeah, and I'm like bummed because I've been like I always hear Russ talking about them and how great they are, and that was the time you were going through the uh, sours, I think. And I yeah, kind of the like wild, yeah. With, yeah, all the wilds I'm, with fruit. I'm gonna go over in this section and try something on my own. Yeah. So that's uh, exactly the time where I missed out. But yeah, overall, uh, great time. Um, let's talk about. Some of the other beers. Some of the standout beers. The winners or like ones we just liked? Let's start with some winners. Oh, okay. Um, So, what won Best in Show? Best in Show was Resident Culture Brewing Sympathetic. It was Best in Show, but it was in the Wild Beer Mixed Culture Acidic category. But it did win overall Best in Show. Yeah. So that was the Best in Show. Obviously it won its category. I don't know if, if anything ever lost its category and still won Best in Show. Yeah, that'd be odd. Yeah, it won its category. It So it is Mixed Culture Golden Sour Aged in Oak Wine Barrels for 9 to 12 Months. Really nice beer. Um, I know you, you don't really like sours in general, but I had uh, a pour that I, I gave you a sip of. What did you, you think of this one specifically? I didn't like it. It was not for me. Yeah. I'm not in the Target demo for that one. Fair enough. Uh, I thought it was a really well done beer. It was one that I probably wouldn't have stumbled upon if I didn't know that it was the Best in Show winner, or even like looking at the medal. Usually, we'll try to like hit some medal winners in these other categories aside from stouts. By winning a gold, I may have gone over to try it, but Pony best in show made me really want to try it. So uh, I was able to sneak my way in, get a pour after everyone was crowding around. Didn't get a lot, so I downed it pretty quick. And then somebody else was also pouring it, so then I got a second pour really <laughs> right after that, and that was the one that I kind of I got like a good good amount of my glass and I kind of got to snake out after that and met back up with you and had you try it. And wasted some on me. That's fine. (laughs) You have to know what it's like. It's, if you like the style, it was excellent. Really, really nice beer. Don't really have, I I don't know enough about that style to say why it's better than others. I just know that I really enjoyed drinking it. Cool. So I'm glad we got to try it. Yeah, absolutely. And then, who, what one for Best in Show Runner Up? Yeah, the runner up is uh, what's in your hand right now, Russell. That's right. Rev Brewing VSOJ, which I think could have been Best in Show, but you know. Yeah. I'm biased. Yeah, so uh, our own Revolution Brewing with VSOJ winning Best in Show Runner Up. So I went to the release, got a four pack when I picked it up over the summer, and. Was like, yeah, let's drink Best in Show Runner Up as we discuss Fobab because it's just a perfect beer. This is more of a style that I drink a lot and I can understand the quality of this Mm. beer more so than the sympathetic from Resident Culture. Like that style I enjoy, but like I wouldn't be able to say necessarily why. This though is like perfectly balanced, not too sweet little bit of dry finish, but not, like, overly so. It's just, like, blended together so well. It's not overly boozy. Not overly boozy. This is, yeah, this is more up both of our alleys yeah. in terms of drinking. Definitely. But, yeah, really great beer. Do you want to run through... We're not going to run through all the yeah. categories. It's all available on the FOVAB website. Porsche Drinking did a few um, write-ups on the festival as well, so go check them out. And they have all the winners there also, but... Just as you kind of go through the winners, which ones did you have that uh, stuck out to you? Anything that you maybe were surprised at from what you tried that actually won a medal? Uh, Actually, yeah. And I I hate to say it because I was looking forward to drinking it. Uh, Workforce Brewing Company. I specifically wanted to try it because of Rob. One of our listeners Mm -hmm. uh, really likes that place because it's near his work. uh, It was the Double Barrel Sleepy Bear. It wasn't bad, but I didn't love it. And I think I ended up not finishing my pour. But it it won, or or at least won the category for Specialty Strong Porter Stout. But yeah, that was kind of like a little surprise on that one. Yeah, I was surprised at the the category that it won for as well because it was listed on the website under just the strong porter stout, not the specialty strong. Yeah. Specialty strong, I think of as like the stouts with the adjuncts, Mm -hmm. and then just strong porter stout is, you know, just beer and barrel. Right. So I was surprised that it was categorized as just regular strong, but then one in specialty. So I don't know what was changed and where that difference came in, but I, I was surprised by that. Yeah. I'm trying to think other ones. The, the wild beer mixed culture with fruit, acidic. Of course, I didn't wasn't drinking any of those, but I was happy to see my Noon Whistle Brewing got silver or second place. I don't know. Is it, Are they doing gold, silver, bronze? Yeah, brown? I think it's gold, silver, bronze. Yeah, so they got silver in that for their gimbals. So I was kind of happy to see that for them, uh, but I didn't try it. I did try that one. It was It was really good. It was nice. You know, the wild beer with fruit category, I tried both the gold and silver, the Whiskey Hill brewing and the Noon Whistle. I really liked the Whiskey Hill one. The Noon Whistle one I thought was, was pretty good. I, I thought there were ones in that category that I liked more than that, but again, I'm not the one judging. So, yeah. So, just to say, it was good, but I was surprised just based on what else I had. The same thing, like, the Whiskey Hill one, was also very good, but some of the other ones that I had in that category I liked more. Yeah, and uh, they had the, the Firestone Walker Brewing Double Barrel Parabola, that was? Yeah, so that one, Gold Strong Porter, the Strong Porter Stout category, mm-hmm. and we tried that more towards the end, the festival, and on our last regular podcast, yeah. we did Parabola, so this is the Double Barrel. Mm-hmm version of it so yeah. that was that was kind of fun yeah i liked that one it was good yeah. it was really good it reminded me a lot of the parabola that we had mm-hmm. um and i don't know how much more it like stood out i mean it's a beer festival too so it's hard to judge but like it really <laughs> it reminded me of of that and again it it was something that was good that i liked but i think there were others in that category i liked more so i was also a little surprised yeah that that won gold in the category, but. I mean, it was very good, so I can't really, can't really say it too much. I think it was unique, you know, because it was, as we talked about on the podcast where we had it the, you know, leather and tobacco notes, mm-hmm. kind of brought it a different flavor profile than a lot of those styles, are so just kind of more sweeter and chocolatey and, and you kind of get those notes. But yeah, it was more unique flavor profile, so that maybe made it stand out a little more. Well, uh, so those are some of the winners that we saw. Yeah, I alluded to a few... I think you did as well, you know, a few other beers that uh, that we both liked that were outside of the winter. So which ones do you recall? I did make a note, Okay, so I wouldn't forget. Good. <laughs> I really liked the barrel-aged Kinsale. It had sort of a very apple kind of apple taste to hmm. it. Like, almost like an apple pie. Okay. Do you have the details more on that one? It was from Urban Chestnut Brewing, uh, which is... You know, I think I've mentioned it before I'm from St. Louis, so it's a beer from St. Louis. And I, I specifically sought it out. The description is foreign export stout aged in still 360 whiskey barrels. I don't know why, but uh, from that description. But I, my note here says it was very applely tasting, and I, I liked it. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So, what about you? Did you have any? The, the two that really stood out to me uh, first was. Another one from Bottle Logic, I know we talked about, we had their one stout as our very first pour. Um, we had the Somnophobia uh, a little bit later, and that was Imperial Double Mashed stout, aged for two years in Heaven Hill bourbon barrels, then blended and finished with Panama Geisha coffee. So, barrel-aged coffee stout, done super well, so good really really enjoyed that one that was kind of the one where uh you know when people were asking me like oh what did you like and i was like this coffee stout like Mm -hmm. just outstanding really stuck out to me more so than some other ones especially like when like half acre which i also really liked was kicked and you couldn't really tell people to go check it out but um yeah that, that was a big one for me uh, another one that I really like was from Off Color, the Ochi del Lupo. Um, it was in it's in the wild uh, mixed fermentation, acidic with fruit category, um, and it was the description is a native fermented wild ale aged in Puncheon wine barrels with Italian Barbera grape must. Must? Yeah, I don't know. That's what it says. Alright. I'm just reading the description from the Fobab website. No, that's fine. But I tried that. This is kind of what I was thinking of in that Fruited Sours, essentially. I know, off-color, sorry, wild doesn't mean sour. I get that's your big thing. But just for simplicity, let's just call it the Fruited Sour category. <laughs> and just an, a nice, refreshing beer. Good tartness, good fruitiness. Um Yeah, I really enjoyed that that beer. And, and kind of enjoyed a little bit more. Than uh, than the medal winners in that category that I had, so that's kind of what I was thinking of. We're like, man, I can't believe Opcolor Color didn't didn't get a medal with this because I thought it was excellent. But yeah. man, what do I know? So those those are two um, that really stood out. There are a few other ones that I can bring up as well. But was there anything that well, that you enjoyed? couple of them, hate to sound like a homer for new whistle, but I did like their Waving at Strangers. I don't know if you tried that one. Barley wine, wheat wine, rye wine category. Uh, distinctive barrel notes highlighted within this barley wine that showcases flavors of chocolate, toffee, and dried fruit, all balanced by the warming alcohol. I really like that one. Mm. I would probably... I'm not sure that they're canning that one, but mm. I'll have to try to go get some at the, at the tap, because that was really good. And then... Not to like also be a kind of a homer for your place, but the, I really liked the Big Fig Energy. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, that too. was good. From so, Exit Strategy. From Exit Strategy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was good. Theres were good. They had the Big Fig Energy, the Belgian Double um, with Fig and Vanilla, I believe. Asian Rum Barrels. So just something different, right? Yeah. So that was really, really good. There was one other one that I wanted to mention from Old Irving. Since we're on like Belgian style, they had, it's called As Time Goes By. I think it was like, we were kind of like doing our own thing. I was like, I really have been wanting to try this. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a Belgian quad, aged for eight months, in J. Henry and Sons bourbon barrels. And I tried that and I was like, this is really good. Mm. I really enjoyed it. And it was just... Different kind of flavor profile, but just an enjoyable, uh, really enjoyable beer. So I I thought they did a great job with that. I don't know if I had too many others in that category Mm -hmm. to kind of compare, but like that was, if we're getting away from like stouts and sours, that was one that I really enjoyed as a different type of beer. Sure. Well, anything else we want to touch on the illinois craft brewers association did a great job putting it on great venue fantastic beers always delivers when you just run into random people and having random conversations or people you do know as you mentioned before Mm -hmm. so it was a lot of fun it was fun to kind of cover it as uh media members yeah it was fun to you know when we would talk to people say we're here from this podcast and just kind of be able to promote our podcast and introduce ourselves as people yeah. podcasters but it was it was fun just yeah. to promote our podcast as we're enjoying the venue as well it was yeah. uh, just a good uh, really cool experience it was fun so hopefully we'll uh, be doing more more of these beer festivals and and reporting back yeah so I think uh, I think this went well and I think we'll be hopefully invited back to next year's FOBAB. Um, and then maybe, like you said, being able to cover other beer fests as, uh, as we can. So, yeah, it was fun. So, so cheers to the, one more, cheers to the VSOJ. That's right. Runner up, delicious, perfect beer. Yeah, it deserves every bit of praise that it got, uh, all throughout the festival and all the awards that, uh, that it received as well. Also, if you wanted to catch some of those pictures that Russ posted on the, from our time at, uh. At FOBAB. You can find us on Instagram at the 4E podcast. Yes. And also, I think he probably might be posting pictures of the VSOGA that we're drinking. Yeah, I took a couple pics. Uh, I, I think I forgot to take a picture of it in the glass. So, yeah. that's, that's all right. That's fine. We'll just, the can, that'll be good enough. Yeah. But yeah, um, so we'll get this pick up once we get this uh, this episode posted and or pushed out to everybody and uh published that's the word i was for. Like, what did you say posted yeah yeah whatever posted published yeah. pushed out but yeah if you uh if you just met us at Phobeb and this is your first time listening welcome great to meet you uh you know please subscribe give us five stars and uh you know share share the podcast with your friends and family that's right Next time we'll uh, have maybe a regular episode with the proper beer tasting or yeah, I think we'll get back. And... We'll kind of get back to our normal routine and you know maybe we'll uh, be able to you know work some of these contacts that we we met and see what we can do to get some other fun things going forward. Yeah. All right. Well. Phoobab. bab, Don't think about beer. Don't think about beer. Don't think about beer.